issue with it. Like you are literally saying you're going to plan out my money, right? Because a lot of times I don't make decisions or we make decisions together for the household stuff, right? Where we live, how much the mortgage is, what kind of car we get. We made those decisions together. But then for your money, you want to be able to make the decision by yourself. And I don't have a say in your money. I don't have a say in what you do with your money. That's the issue that I have. I have an issue when you feel like you are separated and you are independent of me or independent of our relationship for your stuff. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. College football is back. It is Saturday. We are sitting here um, not watching college football, uh, surprisingly. So that is love and dedication. I want my flowers now. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, the guy that's not watching college football, if you haven't heard. Join my co-host, Rizy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. So first thing I want to say is how disrespectful the little year scroll is when you have to put in your birthday on stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if y'all have had to input y'all birthday on anything lately, but how far we have to scroll to get to 1981 is just completely disrespectful. I was uh, 80. 80. Oh, (laughs) I felt bad, man. I like scrolled and scrolled again and scrolled again. I was like, Jesus. So uh, that is completely disrespectful. Nothing's I, worse I think than the ones that to... scroll and make sounds as you're scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're visually and what is it? Do you hear the audio that goes with it? And it, it yeah. just makes you feel even older. Right. It, it, it feels like that. Uh, what is it? Um, the price is right. The price is right. What do you do? <laughs> Yeah, man. So I, I felt super bad about that. I was signing up for something, but I was just I, I just had to show share that. Um other thing, man, House of Dragon. Uh, House of the Dragon, because black folks, you know, we like to change the names, but it's called House <laughs> of the Dragon. Um the see, you know, we talked we mentioned it last episode. Uh the first episode dropped right after we recorded and everything. And uh it's it's good. It's it's a lot. It took me really back to the original Game of Thrones in the first episode where you were trying to figure out all the houses and what they were doing. So even though, you know, they're the same houses that's in Game of Thrones, it's really cool to kind of see which ones aren't as powerful as they were in Game of Thrones and everything. So I'm I'm just interested in, in the building and the world building of it all. Um, so excited for the show man i I give it a thumbs up i think it's going to be a good show so we'll we'll kind of keep you guys updated see Ferg, no spoilers right he did good he did good proud of you sir uh i'm just trying to see who gets murked first (laughs) that's that's a game of thrones thing you know like okay the the important person that gets like yeah like there was a lot of murking oh yeah that that didn't count in the first episode (laughs) randoms but the okay i see this show's gonna be about her or him is like okay he's gonna he's oh that nigga's half dragon oh he's dead <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so uh yeah what you got for us buff uh I, I went on a little rant last year when we went to go see um I don't know Halloween Kills I think it was and and while that movie still was mostly bad to me at the time I didn't know that they were rebooting the entire franchise into this final 
trilogy. And so there was a Halloween, Halloween Kills, and now Halloween Ends. It's coming up, I guess, like next month or right before Halloween. So I do owe that franchise a bit of an apology, but it was still kind of bad. But I didn't realize that they were rebooting and making like a final trilogy. So for those that took my rant and said, okay, I'm not going to check it out, I guess you can go back and, and give it a chance from the first one and see if you like it. Other than that, man, like Ferg said, college football is back. My team sucks, Florida State Seminoles. So, you know, I just have to watch other people's teams and just enjoy good games. Uh, looking forward to Alabama and Texas A&M. Uh, what is it, Georgia and Oregon, I think today, I believe. So it's, it's mm-hmm. an always the Iron Bowl. So I'm just going to sit back and watch other people's teams and hope we at least get seven wins. I just want seven wins this year for are, Florida are, State. And beat Clemson? You know, you so know you what? what game so do you I, I will Clemson? trade if we – I'm okay with not getting seven wins if we beat Clemson. And Miami and Florida. And my we'll be Miami last year. So, but yeah, it's always good to be Miami. Yeah, okay. Um, so but you can kind of root for Jimbo. No, I can't root for Jimbo. I didn't I don't like how he I don't like how he pushed Bobby Bowden out, even though it's time for Bobby to lead. And then I don't like how he left us. So, but I, I do like how fired up he was at Nick Saban at the same time Dion was after Nick Saban made them accusations. He was he was heated. So that's why I'm looking forward to that game when they go into Tuscaloosa. Well, Ariza, you announce your uh, college football f- the team because y'all go Blazers. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm an Alabama. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so I give them too much money not to root for them. So yeah. <laughs> so who are you rooting for today? Um, I really don't care. It, it, it's not that big of a deal for me. You want to know? It's like <laughs> I know we're gonna lose if we, if we don't lose by more than thirty. That means the program's growing, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, War damn eagle. I say it every year. When God put me on this earth and let me pick my college football teams, He didn't give me stat sheets or nothing. Because mm-hmm. or my just football teams. Because uh. My, my Auburn fan, my Cowboys fan, it's just tough in these streets right now. <laughs> Football. I see, fam, you play it's North Carolina today, huh? Yeah, we don't count that. That's that's week zero. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's we, like UAB playing A and M next Thursday. We're gonna drug drag them, but yeah, yeah. you know, it's gonna be a fun game to go to. Yeah, when you're on the other side, but y'all shouldn't even count that. You can't even get happy about that. <laughs> but um, no, fam. Fam plays uh, North Carolina this week, but the big game is coming up next week against Coach Prime in Miami. Mm. So that's going to be huge. So by the time this drops, we won't have another episode before that. So go Rattlers. Go do what you need to do. Go redeem yourself from last year because there was a lot of talk last year. Um, a, a W is a W. I get it. But like, oh, we, we kicked y'all butt. Dude, it was 6-7. We um we hadn't played a game in a year and a half. Y'all had a preseason, and we didn't lose any more games the rest of the year. I don't know what to tell you. And the person the Jackson State lost to in the the I think this the Heritage Bowl, we drug a few weeks prior. So just throwing it out there. Outside of that, I don't have much. You said, um, have you watched this week's She Hulk yet? 
I have. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's getting better. Yeah. It's getting better. I, I like this episode uh, much better than I did the first episode. So I'm I'm liking where they're going with it at this point. Okay. Well, I haven't watched it because last night we uh, kind of fell asleep watching. Well, she fell asleep watching um, the Kevin Hart movie on Netflix. Have any of you seen that? Me, me time. too. Me time. Yeah, I saw that. Me, me time. Okay. Me, me too. Me, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was decent. Yeah, it, it was decent. Yeah, it was. It was it's Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart. Yeah, he's good. He's good at being him. Definitely that. And it was it was a, it was a pretty funny movie. Didn't take itself too seriously. So it's a good date night. You guys want to chill, not watch anything too serious, where you can step away, make popcorn, and come back and not really have to rewind or uh, start over. So, hey, hey, real quick, I uh, you know, ever since I went to Chicago, I've been wanting to watch movies that take place in Chicago. I watched The Fugitive the Harrison Ford version. And I just want everybody to know that that movie don't get caught up in the whole chasing after a fugitive storyline. That's not the main storyline. The main storyline in that movie is how crooked the pharmaceutical companies can be. And even though it's a very small, small storyline within the movie, that's like the main source for why, spoiler alert, by the way, for why the murder took place and all of that stuff and to set him up because they was trying to hide the fact that this particular drug was not doing what they were promising that it was doing. It's crazy, man. It's just something to think about. I didn't think about that when I first saw it as a kid, but looking at it now, it's like, damn, pharmaceutical, evil as hell. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of big business and stuff, the student loan forgiveness, uh, you know, uh, Joe uh, signed into, and and actually I I saw a video. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many people mad about it. Like, I, I don't get why you mad. I pay that mine. It's a me too thing. It's uh if I want something too. Right. Know. Right. It's like I don't want to help anybody else if I don't get anything. Like I don't understand. I don't understand yeah. why people would like just because you can't get anything out of it doesn't mean that, that you yeah. shouldn't help other people. Oh, it's it's a great divide on that. It's I've seen that go towards well, people accept this, but they they brought up reparations and that student loans was a choice. And it was just a lot of things. And a big part, I'll, this is my, my piece on that, is if there's an opportunity to help people, then you help them. You might not win from this one, but you probably won before. You know, um, the Pell Grants you got, came, the money came from somewhere. You didn't have to get the, the the scholarships you got came from somewhere. There, there's help. And then they were like, well, people took so much in student loans. I had a significant amount. Well, I'm not even say I had a significant amount compared to some of these horror stories. I'm hearing other people, six figure student loans. But when you're learning stuff for the first time, you're asking 18 year old 19 year old 20 year olds to make adult decisions that they don't completely understand there are 40 year olds that would put themselves in that situation and they had the chance to get extra five thousand dollars that they don't got to pay back for another four or five years and then when they make you know they sell you the dream i mean it's it's a racket there there's there's a reason that so many people have fallen prey to this this situation it's not a one-off, you know? Um, so to all the people who qualify, congrats. I hope you get your money. 
do whatever you need to do to figure it out. To all the people who paid off their student loans, congrats. For the people that didn't have any student loans, congrats. Maybe this is not the end. Maybe there will be something that comes down the line that helps you because this is very similar to the whole um, thing that was going, the, the money that people were getting through during COVID. And yeah, that PPP loans, yeah, the that PPP. forgiveness. Nobody said anything about the PPP loan forgiveness. Yeah, it, it is because it didn't affect you and the, the, the people that you talk to. Big big corporations mm. and money got that. So they didn't, they didn't, um, that wasn't their circle. But I'm hoping they can take as much of this as off as possible. So anything else? Did y'all listen to the DJ Khaled uh, album? Not the whole album. I did listen to the uh, what's that? God, God, yeah, God did, or whatever. God did. God did. Yeah. Jason so, for like two hours. Man, Lord, that was the longest verse ever. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good verse though. That was a good it verse, man. That, yeah. Uh, so, I wasn't. I wasn't impressed man, with was, Wayne's verse mid. on it. I thought Wayne's verse was actually a little better. Really? Yeah, I, oh man, know, I've heard so many fire Jay Z verses that like hearing this one, it's like I mean, yeah, he got bars. He always got bars. So it just yeah. felt like a bunch of people that never really heard Jay-Z hearing him for the first time. Like, oh my God, did you hear what he said? He's called himself a billionaire <laughs> before. True. I mean, it was mid to me, but you know. Hope did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to hear that dude brag. No, nobody brag uh, like Jay. Yeah, it's like uh, what was that? Like, uh, don't, don't, yeah. don't nobody say nah, nothing like you, Pinky. That boy said uh, <laughs> Yay, Rihanna. And I guess you could say Bron because he a rock boy too. I was like, okay, all righty, yeah, dope. Billionaires yeah. first to do it. Yeah, yeah. how many? How, what do you say? How many billionaires came from your house? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like he put uh, folks on, man. He I think did some people because he kind of talked about the drug game. He kind of uh, alluded to the drug game and stuff a lot more than he's done recently, and so people were kind of talking about hearing a little bit of an old hove or. J- Jigga or whatever he was back then so but he always brags mm-hmm. so I'm with it Wayne stop I'm using auto tune too please Lil Wayne stop oh. using auto tune yeah. my god oh my god <sighs> so yeah while we're on this how does DJ Khaled stay relevant by getting features, I'm just saying like that. That dude, you gotta think he produces yeah. same thing. Jay Z or, uh, or Kanye was doing. He he produces. He's making these beats. He's putting people together. He he's a a composer, right? Like he doesn't write the stuff, but he brings it together in a way that beats. it's a. Does hit. he really make beats? Because I I mm-hmm. I heard him explain what he does one time, and he was like, you know, I just have great relationships, and I know who to put together on a particular song. It's like, oh, so you just. He's an executive producer. I don't think he's a regular producer. I think yeah. he actually just says, if I can get a song, if I can find a hot beat, if I can put Jay, Wayne, and John Rick Legend, Rose. which John Legend was just a waste. That last 22 <laughs> seconds was a waste <laughs> of energy. Rick Ross was like, too. And Rick Ross is my man. So was, I, I forgot yeah. what his first was Legend about. Was my dude. <laughs> right. John right. Legend was my dude. But it's all they, like... They knew to put him first. It was like, let's, let's get him out of the way so we can get the rest of the song yeah. out of it. You know, even Kanye's... Uh, I thought... It was just... But how does Khaled just keep coming out with this stuff? It's like, hey, I'm going to drop this album. I want y'all... I'm going to... I'm a, talk slash rap for about 
two minutes and 17 seconds on this whole album. No, no, but no one gets the biggest collection of hottest artists in the music game and makes the most lukewarm albums like DJ Khaled. That's what I'm saying. I like mean, this dude has. Yeah, like you look at it like, oh man, oh, and then you listen to it. If you look at the, yeah. like look at the if last. You album, look at the, the main song we got from the last album was "Sorry Not Sorry." Jay Z and Nas. That album had like 25 mm-hmm. songs, and the only song that people really know is "Sorry Not Sorry" from that album. For real, for real. But but yeah, but you look at his features, dude. If you look at his first two to three songs, he probably had arguably the top five. Of our, you know, you got Drake, you got yeah. Kanye, oh, yeah. you got Jay Z, you got Wayne. He gets the name. You mean you just got like? Yeah, he's got songs for Lil Baby on there. Yeah. So even the the like newer Lil Durk, artists, like everybody. Yeah. Like I mean, like nigga. Oh, <laughs> and we can't we can't not mention the Jada Kiss interlude too. By the way. Whew. Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Heat. I mean, I mean, like, what do you? <laughs> how? He has great relationships. It's like man. when you're the least talented person. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody checking for like, you, Khaled. Like, look, look, go ahead, take it back to line. When you're the least talented person on your line. You just kind of rolling around. Like, yeah, I got my boys with me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, it's like, it's like, like the Temptations. Ain't nobody checking for you, Khaled. Like, dang. Man, I was, I was just sitting there because I'm listening to him. Like, okay, okay. Why is this dude even here? <laughs> but I guess is it almost maybe it's similar to like a, a appearing or performing on a Soul Train Awards or something like that where it's the honor of putting you know if, if he puts you on that you're top of the class you know people want to see on the BET Awards it's why why is this Jay-Z or Beyonce or, or uh, Meg Thee Stallion like why are they performing is to stay relevant and be the top features on things like that. So I guess he's the, I mean, being on his album is almost like a award show. Uh, Hove the goat. We agree. No. Yes. Go. Yeah. I, yeah I've, I've said that yeah. for so long. Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. 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 So is there, is there somebody who questions that is my question. I mean, you got I big fans, big fans, maybe Pac fans, and then of course the younger generation would probably they probably think Drake or Kanye is. I know younger rappers have said Kanye. I don't put future. It's a lot of future folks. Yeah, you said future that before. Does have some, I, I don't... But he I has have, a lot of number one hits. That. He has some bangers. Okay. If you, I but you're not that. in a future generation. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um... I'm talking about 25 and below. Though that group, like no, even, even for the, you gotta think for that below. group, Kanye doesn't even have bangers like that to them. Like Future has more hits in their in their eyes than Kanye has. But I think Future has more number one hits. Period. Like I honestly think. Then Kanye and Shona. Mm-hmm. Mm. We have to go to the stats on that one. Okay. <laughs> 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 I felt like I I was reading this because I was I was believing what you guys said and somebody's like nah dude check this out it's like I was trying to tell somebody yeah. that I believe Wayne has more number one hits than Jay Z when they was like Wayne. Well, Wayne was number Wayne couldn't based come. off that list yeah. he was number I think tied for number two or three yeah he was like he couldn't stand close to home I'm like once you have twenty songs if you have twenty songs then it's just about if you're 20 or better than the other person's 20. 
It's not how many more you have. It's only 20 for 20. Right, right. I think people continue to lose that concept when it comes to verse. Is versus still a thing? Are they on a break? Uh, it's still a thing. They had like a weird like alternative versus the last one. So uh, I, I think people are kind of stepping away from versus as it gets. Uh, I think Swizz and Timberland have lost some of the power in versus with the bookings and all that stuff. Because right. um, what was it? The last one that like just flopped. Uh, oh was man, it, the, it was the, so bad. The R&B singers, Ray J though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. like that, I I think they barely got over a million viewers for that. Made a fool out of themselves. What we got? We uh oh, oh let me go get Sophie. She has her her joke. Daddy's Crazy doing hairstyle. Daddy's doing your hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's taking it all down. Yeah. He he should give you he should give you some finger waves. <laughs> no. You know what those are? No. Okay, show show my picture like, from the nineties. They use gel and they like put waves in your hair with gel, and so it like sticks to your head. I'll show you pictures. No. What was the the, the finger waves and the, what was the, the the bun they used to have the French roll? The French roll. Yeah, Give her a French roll. French roll. French roll. French fries. Curl yeah, get a get a, Yeah. Some crinkle curls. You got the hair. Be stunned, woman of the nineties. French fries. Let's hit it. What you well, got for us, Sophie? I have my joke. Why does it take so long? Why does it take so long for a giraffe to apologize? <laughs> uh, is it something about his neck or something like that? Uh, I got nothing, Sophie. anything? Nope. Because it takes so long to swallow its pride. <laughs> ha, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a keeper. Yeah, that's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I like that <laughs> Good one, so. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you. She found that one herself. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Oh. I know, right? No, I'm just saying. I mean, it shows that her, her she's branching out it shows her personality more you know all right who got something for us so well we had a couple we had a couple of um emails in i guess our asked to give us okay. what we should be talking about so okay. i think we had a couple of those right yeah so i guess i will let the the people remain anonymous so this question kind of was a piggyback off of, I think, a previous episode when we talked about uh, paying for dates or women stepping up and paying for dates and uh, the effort. So the question was, last episode, y'all talked about dating and paying, but I would love to hear three brothers perspective on marriage and paying, specifically bills and expenses. So there is a post that says husbands provide roommates split bills. (laughs) I said what I said. (laughs) Thoughts, fellas. (laughs) Let me get over my chuckle first. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I don't know if this specifically answers this question, but in general, this is how today's society goes. For the most part, with the way cost of living is set up uh, and the majority of 
uh, salaries that men make, especially black men in particular, um, they can have it have it to where they work and the wife stays home and you don't split any bills and he pays for everything. That is providing. Yes, that's providing. However, the definition has seemingly changed on what providing was for some, I always have to throw that word in there, for some women. Providing is roof over your head, food on your plate, utilities paid for, clothes on your back. That is providing. Providing is not four or five trips a year, Birkin bags, Louis shoes, Chanel bags, um, what uh, Dior clothing and and things like that. Um, even even beyond that, right? Every weekend going out to eat dinners, two hundred dollar yes. dinners yeah. and stuff like that. So right. not even on the big stuff. Like you don't even want to go to Chili's. You trying to go to Eddie V's and and uh, hell, some women look down on Ruth Chris now. Like Ruth Chris, uh, uh, take me to uh, you know somewhere else. So um, that's not providing. That's that's a lavish lifestyle. I don't care how normalized social media has made it. Chanel bags, uh, three hundred dollar dinners. It's not normal. That is lavish. And we unfortunately have made lavish normal, but that's not providing. So for the women that think that providing includes all of that, then your definition needs to be updated and changed because that's not what providing is. So let's, 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 that's, I think that's the, that's the extreme. Let's talk about that household that might make a, you know, let's say they make eighty to a hundred thousand dollars as a household. He makes sixty, she makes forty. Is he still expected to pay the bills? If the bills come out to fifty five forty, like he gonna have five thousand dollars left over for the year, so he he can provide. They're not living a lavish lifestyle. They go out to Applebee's and Chili's every once in a while, but. A real man provides and you know I'm not asking for Birkin bags I'm fine going to uh, TJ Maxx and Ross or order some stuff off of ASOS or Amazon but I shouldn't have to spend my money mm. if you're a real man mm. well that that opens In, up a, independent yeah, yeah. <laughs> equals single <laughs> And that is an independent woman mindset right there. When we are together, it's our money. And it, whether y'all have different accounts and all of that, that I'm, I'm not even going to get into that, right? Like, do we have joint accounts? Do we have separate accounts? Babe, you pay this, I pay that, whatever. However y'all structure it, but it's all y'all money. And until you can actually understand that if we're married, especially if we're married, if we're in a relationship that's that deeply committed, and you're still looking at it as my husband has to pay all the bills and my money is my money and all of that, you are still in an independent mentality, right? And you're not ready for a relationship. You shouldn't be in a relationship at that point. So for whoever made that post, Mm-mm. kill yourself. Like, mm. it really is. Wow. You need to... <laughs> like, like, you can't, you can't... If you think that, you know, you're going to go to work 
And like Fer, you just said, I'm going to spend my $55,000 a year and I'm going to live off of $5,000 of my money for anything extra that I want. And I'm going to provide this lifestyle. And then you're going to take your even $20,000, $30,000 and do whatever the hell you want with it. I don't need to be in a relationship with you. My life would be actually better without you at that point because you're not providing anything extra. If I'm doing all of that and I have no money to do anything and then you have all this money to do whatever you want with, right? Like I, that's not what a man's for. Like, like I talked about last um, episode where you have to think about what you're trying to give the guy and making him happy. And if you're in a relationship for just him to make you happy, then that's not a good place for the guy to be in. And that's not a healthy relationship. And so then again, going back to the where you got that mentality or that thought process was in a time when women couldn't couldn't even work. They couldn't get get credit. They couldn't leave a guy. There was no way for them to leave a guy. Guys would have additional families on the other side of town and everything, and you still wouldn't leave them. So if you want to go back to that, if you want me to be a provider, if you want me to pay all the bills and let you do whatever you want with your money, don't say nothing when I don't come home after work and I'm out hanging out with my guys till 10 o'clock because I'm providing for you, right? Like I'm giving you what you want from the household perspective. So treat me like I'm a 1950s guy if you want me to act like a 1950s guy. So let me turn down the fire just a little bit under the pot. Oh, they're free to 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 think however they want to think. And if if that is the agreement that that couple has, you know, do what works for you. My mm, my okay, question agree. My question would be though, if if she's working and he's working, he's only making 20 grand more than she is, but he's paying all the bill. Like her money is her money, his money is their money. So what is she doing? Like, is she making up for that with like what she's doing around the house? Like, I would love to know what is she doing to justify being able to do that other than I'm a woman and I should be able to keep all my money and you're a man and you should pay all the bills. More more specifically, what is your obligation to financial obligation to that household? So it might be. I like a nice house and you know what? I'll make sure this house always looks nice. We're going to decorate. We're going to do, I will, when you come home, I want you to feel at peace or whatever. So, um, first of all, I'm going to stop by saying, I'm going to echo whatever works for you works for you. But I always, and I'm going to try to do this more. Stop, put yourself in the other person's shoes. Take gender out of it. Would you be in a situation where you're expected to pay for everything? How is that fair to the other person? The same way, you know, I know a lot of women express their. How do I say? their frustrations with feeling like they have to do all the housework. They feel like they have to do all the cooking. They feel like they have to raise the kids, but the husband is sitting there not doing any of this. And it's like, but you don't see that as fair. It's a team. It's teamwork. It's cooperation. You have to figure out what works for you. And what would you be willing to take on if you were that other person's role? You know, you might make three times more than he does or she does. Does that mean you should pay all the bills? If there's a financial plan that says, hey, I'm going to take care of the bills and you're 
your part of the the income helps us save or helps us um she may pay for invest, the vacations or something like that invest mm-hmm. pay for vacation whatever it, this is these are the expectations that i have for you when it comes to our finances as well finances as well you you can't just create these expectations that the world puts out there and then almost strong arm me to that because I can't go to your bank account and take out the money for the mortgage. I can't take out the money for the card note if I don't have access to it. So it falls on me. Now, as a man and the head of my household, I never want my wife to be put in a situation where she has the financial burdens or worry about the things that I have to worry about financially. Z, as long as we're married and I, and I can work and stuff like that, God willing, she will never have to worry if we can pay mortgage. Like those are things that she doesn't have to worry about. And I'm not saying that if he does, then he's a bad person. This is my me being blessed, my privilege speaking. I'm in a financial situation where I can do that. I'm being honest, right? Like we're in financial situations where we can do that. That's not that's not the situation for everybody. And especially if that's not the situation. And you're trying to make that the situation. You know, you make he makes 40, you make 20 and you're still trying to put all that burden on him. But your 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 expenses are fifty eight thousand dollars and he got to find out another way. That's different. I told Z a long time ago, if we got to the point and we somehow were living outside our means and she was working and uh, giving that same effort that I am and we still need to, I'll go get a second job if I need to. I'm not going to ask you to do more than I would do, because as the man of the house, as the the leader of our household, I'll take that responsibility. But I need you to follow my lead when it comes to that. That's that's a lot of pressure. You know, we talked about this a long time ago, a few episodes ago, where women have a knack for learning. They know how to take care of themselves. You know, even if it's not even about money, like they'll go to a spa, they'll get the nails and they'll go sip champagne or do do a girl's night out and completely relax. Guys, we don't know how to do that there. I honestly, there is a reason we have shorter lifespans. There are stresses that we're putting on ourselves that in healthy relationships, stable marriages where they have a good helpmate. She adds life and value. You know, um, for all the people that want to be a kept woman, hell, I would have loved to be a kept man. You know, it's I get it. It nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to have. We would all love to spend our money the way we want to. Whoever told you that a real man just wants to get up and do all this stuff lied to you. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I don't have a problem working. I, you know, I'm like, you know what? I don't got nothing to do. Let me go to work instead of my same, my same salary, my same income. That'd be awesome. You know, I'll probably work two or three days a week, twice a month. You know, I, I can say this when we were on our um, honeymoon, we were just talking about, man, if we can get to a life where this was our daily life, we wake up when we want, we walk out, there's food ready. Like, those are the things nobody wants to work. I was not looking forward to going back to work. And to think that your husband, your boyfriend, your baby daddy, whatever he is to you, wants to do those things because he's a man is a lie. Now, he might value providing and for you 
more than those things. Like I never want my wife and my kids to worry. So I put those things. I'm willing to make those sacrifices and my sacrifice is how I show you love. But the way I would like for you to show me love is that same support to make things a little easier. If we got five bills due today and you like, I got this one. The same way you want him to take you out and do all extra stuff. If you just put a little. They always say. Take it away from relationships, take it to anything else. Follow the money. If, you, if you're looking for a crime and you want to see where, where, where it's going, follow the money. If you want to see what somebody cares about, follow the money. That's always what it is. Follow, people put their money with in things they care about. If you care about Birkin bags, but you don't care about my mental health and my stress or, you know, I can retire at 65 and you, you can retire whenever you want to. Yeah. Because your money really doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, I think when I went on my little rant, it for, for me, you, you got to think Jen, Jen was a stay at home mom. I yeah, did do the providing and all that stuff. Right. But it was there was never this thought in either of our minds that if Jen worked, she didn't contribute to the house. And I still had to do it. Right. And and, yeah. and I think that's what I'm really trying to get across to everybody is that. Yes, like you guys say, do what works for your household. But the minute that you start separating it and saying it's your money, my money, and you have to do all of this and you start making plans for my or not even your money, my money. It's my money as the female and our money for the yeah, man. Like Byron said, yours like, is mine. What's mine? Yeah, is I, what, like, how when when you get to that point, that's when there's an issue. That's when I take issue with it. Like you are literally saying you're going to plan out my money, right? Because a lot of times I don't make decisions or we make decisions together for the household stuff, right? Where we yeah. live, how much the mortgage is, what kind of car we get. We made those decisions together. But then for your money, you want to be able to make the decision by yourself. And I don't have a say in your money. I don't have a say in what you do with your money. That's the issue that I have. I have an issue when you feel like you are separated and you are independent of me or independent of our relationship for your stuff. That's that's the issue that I have. And and it, it probably I, I can see a scenario where it's better for that household yeah. if the man pays all the bills and her money is used for the savings or when they travel or something like that. That's our goal. Yeah. That is our goal. There's a couple mm-hmm. called the Kinsey's. So Z and I, one of our first um, dates was a, uh, we went to an art museum in Tallahassee and there was an exhibit with the Kinsey's. They're a black couple who does, they go around the world and collect art. They retired at a very, not a young age, but they retired early and they were able to just afford them themselves the, world, the ability to travel. And when they tell their stories, like we got to the point where we were able to manage our our expenses till we lived off of one income and we saved and invested with the other. And that's our goal. That's that, you know, that was something. Z, and we, when we left that building that day and we started talking about that and she was open to that, not even open to that. She wanted to do that. That was one of the first things that made me like, hmm interesting i like the way she thinks because it was a team aspect it was not lip i can't wait till i've literally heard people i can't wait till i get married so i don't have to work anymore and that's fine if you're going to be a 
stay at home mom homemaker and that's something that you guys agreed to but take some of the pressures off if if he's asking or needing or you see it and just you know everybody wants to be helped everybody wants to be appreciated and sometimes I'm not saying you do 50-50 or 60-40 you do what works for you it might just be a, uh, a fixed amount that like hey here's I'm going to put this towards, you know, hey, if you can do do this, don't worry about anything else. That's how it works in the house. There's a fixed amount that Z contributes and and it goes to whatever needs to be done in the house. Does it cover everything? Not even close, but it it does what it's supposed to do. And her willingness to do that is all I needed. That's all. And so she has the ability to, to spend once again her money, you know, the the way she sees fit and I also hope and she saves so there's there's an instance where we something unexpected comes up she has money set aside where she can help with that too because we're talking about the bills we're not talking about the the unforeseen circumstances or expenses that come up you know AC breaks you gotta pay $10,000 but I'm paying all the bills you ain't paid bills in two years and I'm about to pay $10,000 for AC Mm-hmm. You know, you you haven't put anything aside to help, and that's another thing. the The planning that a lot of the there are women who do this too. So I'm not saying it, but in those households where he has to plan for all the events that happen, you know, because if the AC bro- Z ain't never worried about the AC breaking because if it breaks, she knows at the end of the day it's gonna get fixed. I got a plan. I'll figure it out. You know, uh, it just come down but, to the, the income is the household's income. That's why yeah. I, that's why the IRS says it's the household's income. It's you can say it's your money, my money, but it's the household's income. And we as a household need to make a plan for it. And that plan could be give me so much or give put so much in the joint account and whatever's over there is yours. You do what you want. Whatever that plan is, y'all make it. But you also have to make the plan for all the income. It is household income. That's that. Uh, ultimately, that's what it comes down that's to. That's it. I like that. In a nutshell, it's household income. If you stand on this roof, go to the house. Which leads to the second question. But if you know which one, when this is, I do not. <laughs> it was the one asked in another group um, with Lisa. And everybody was Team Lisa and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Read that again. Because I, I, I think I was Team Lisa too. About the stepdad. So, the stepdad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay. Household income. So, here's a post that was sent to us in another group. So it says a mother, I guess a mother said this in. It says Lisa turns 18 in two months. Her step stepdad of five years says she will need to pay rent to continue to live there at 18. Lisa's parents were never married. Her dad died when she was six, leaving the house to Lisa. She and her mom lived there until mom married stepdad and he moved in. Stepdad thought mom owned the house. Now Lisa wants stepdad to pay rent when she turns 18. Since he's been living rent free. Oh, yes. Oh, she turns 18 since he's been living rent free. 
He says he was trying to teach her how to be an adult and she's being spiteful to charge family. Lisa says he was going to do it to her, so he should pay or move out. Mom says he shouldn't have tried to make her pay rent, but making him pay will tear the family apart. Is Lisa right? Uh, so we kind of this is kind of cheating because we kind of discussed this a little bit, but I'll say this. I don't want to say if Lisa is right or wrong, but her justification for him to pay can be a bit different to where she can probably swing more people on her side because right now, I mean, it is petty and it is the kind of petty that I like, you know, uh, it backfired <laughs> on him. So I, I do like it. But for those who don't like it, what she can say is, you know, she can retort with his, you know, I was trying to teach her how to be an adult. She can retort and say, well, I'm trying to step into my entrepreneurial ownership role and this is my property. I own it. And this is my first step in, in learning how to be a businesswoman. And if you want to live here, this is what I want to charge you. And I'm going to need you to pay me on the first of the month, every month. Okay, I got a follow-up question. I'm going to let you answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's that same thing. Because it's the step parents or whatever, it's not like they don't have income and they don't they can't pay rent, right? Uh, and so we, we don't know. We're making a lot of assumptions here. We don't know what their situation is, right? We don't know if they actually can pay rent or not or whatever. Um, but I liken it to if it was your parents that got old and they couldn't work anymore would you let them come live with you right uh and and or even beyond that your cousins i've seen that where cousins are like i want to stay in this house that you own you're not using it i want to stay in this uh house rent free or you know you know you got it because i've seen that happen uh so my my thing is i really feel like byron you're right it's petty and I'm here for it. And I feel like she, she, as soon as he was like, you got to pay me rent when you turn 18, I'm totally okay with her saying, well, you got to pay me rent now that I'm 18. Um, because I want to have my own house and I can go get a job and have a house to myself and pay my light bill, food bill and everything and have a whole house to myself. So don't act like now that I'm 18, I have to have you in this house with me. Uh, and so I'm okay with her saying, I want, I'm not going to move out of my house to go to get an apartment, but I want to have my own spot at 18. So I need y'all to leave. Or if you are going to stay here, I need rent because I may want to go get me an apartment and I'm going to use that income to go get me an apartment or whatever. So as an 18 year old, she gets to decide what she wants to do with her property and what she wants to do with her life. So I'm totally okay with it. I just want her to really think through it. Because I don't think as an 18 year old, she has thought that far down the road to know why I'm charging him other than I'm trying to be petty. And that I don't want. I don't want her to just be petty to do it. But if she has a plan and she knows what's going on, like you said, that entrepreneurial spirit and that's what she wants to do. I'm totally OK with it. I, I And so I'm team Lisa. Either way it goes. Yeah, because the final okay. the final backfire can be on her like she can, you know, charge them rent. And they say, well, no, nah, we're not going to do that. We're just going to move out. And now she's stuck with a house that she can't afford for real, for real. Yeah. So I agree with everything you guys said on the surface. Like, I think that's the easy when you read this and you're just going through it. Yeah, that's what that. Okay, let's be petty. Why not? I got the upper hand. How many 18 year olds get to kick their stepdad out of the house? Not many. (laughs) So I get that. Um, 
but I'm I have this question. I think it's gonna be quick, and then that's the second part of this would be so I'm gonna go there. Stepdads, what would y'all have done? Oh, as a stepdad? Yep, you're in this situation. I don't I don't so me personally, I don't believe in charging an 18 year old. No, no, rent. you you the, the cat is out the bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've gone through this situation. You, you're, you're, oh, you're here now. Okay, okay. You're, you're, you're here now. Okay. You're here right. now. In this what, situation. What, 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 what Buff and Rizy doing? Step I'm, daddy I'm going to be petty again and I'm going to move out. <laughs> I ain't paying you. <laughs> Buff, what you doing? Uh, man, that's, that's kind of <laughs> difficult. That's kind of difficult, man, because uh, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I, I I would have a conversation with her. Truthfully, like all all pettiness aside and just wanting to one upper, but I probably would have a sit down and be like, look, here's what I was trying to teach you. I was wrong in the situation. But if you are gonna charge me, I'm probably not gonna stay here and pay you rent. I will let you have the house and I will move out. But you know, I was wrong in that situation. Let's let me I want to figure out another way to try to teach you how to be an adult. And like Byron said, I'm going to teach you about entrepreneurship and this, that, and other in some other form of fashion. But but that's the sensible me. That's well, what I would try to do. But. And also, I'll, I'll say this too. Um, in that conversation, it, you know what? It depends on where he where his true intent was coming from. And first off, I think he kind of overstepped his boundaries. I know when you become a step parent, the kids are like yours. But she was like 12 or 13 when he moved in. So, you know, that that seems like a conversation that the mom should have had or that they should have discussed and agreed upon. Like you say, Rise, it's a lot of unknowns because the, the the mom is like it's tearing the family apart. So did he even run this by you or did he just go straight to Lisa and say, this is what we're going to do? So it sounds like on the surface, some boundary overstepping. With that said, if his true intent is to, you know, set her up, to, to succeed in life, then once she retorts with, you need to pay me rent, then sit down with it and say, you know what? Okay, let's see what the best scenario is. Here's how you make out if, if we do pay rent, whatever you decide to charge us. And here's how we make out if you allow us to stay here and we take care of all the household responsibilities and we still let you eat our groceries and things like that, but you pay us rent and see which one works better. Like, if he's really coming from a place of trying to help her out, hopefully they can come to an agreement. Rizzi, you're such an adult. Because <laughs> until you said have a conversation, I'm be honest, that never even crossed my mind. <laughs> That's my answer now. But my initial answer, it was, it was about to be petty fur. Not only am I moving out, I'm turning off the lights. Oh, man. I'm turning off the water. All that food you were talking about in the, the refrigerator, Byron, yeah. is coming with me. Yeah. Guess what else is coming with me? The refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everything in that house, the bed, like she is going to be a new. Congratulations on your new house. If you didn't, if she didn't buy it, it's coming with me. You know, that's just the initial petty fur. Yeah. So, uh, but you're right. Have a conversation. And let's go back to, you guys both brought up, his true intent was to teach her. Because, Byron, you kind of even hit, like, I wouldn't be the one that would charge an 18-year-old. Um, and the question in the group became, you know, why do we assume 18 is the age? For one, because the world or the U.S. kind of pushes that. So, 
it's the world's going to treat you all like an adult. Parents might need to start giving you more responsibility because we don't know. Like you said, this is a bunch of assumptions. We don't know how much rent was. We don't know if Lisa had a little job at, you know, we worked at Byron. You worked at uh, McDonald's. We worked at Dale Shams and stuff like that. What would you mean? Might have made $400 a month. But, but if you did a lot of overtime, so you were balling. So it might have been like, I'm going to charge you $100 a month because I want to teach you how to budget. Yeah. Like, and you never know that hundred dollars because I've seen this happen where whatever that parent was charging that kid, they put it in an account, and when the kid moved out, they gave it to him. They they mm-hmm. gave it. It was it wasn't about oh we we came up a hundred dollars. We it's it's a plan. I want to teach you. If you only make four hundred dollars a month, this is what uh, don't be house poor. So if twenty five percent of your income is going to your your mortgage. And you want to get a car and you want to do all this stuff. How do you do that? We don't know the detail. He could have been just a petty dad that was like, oh, I'm, you know, you 18, you grown, you about to you about to get out of my house. Or you, we don't know the details, but I did want to take that spin and say, how do you teach a kid financial responsibility? We're saying that that you shouldn't do that. But hey. You have the, like you said, she has the ability to go out and get her own apartment. She has the ability to go out and get her own job. But hey, I'm going to keep this in house. And if you fail, you fail. But there's no downfall to your, your you, you failing. You didn't pay me rent this month. Now I'm going to nag and make a little uh, less comfortable for you. But it's not like you're about to get evicted. You're not about to, if you don't have enough money, you didn't save money for food, go in there, eat this hamburger helper I made. You're, you're not you're not struggling because I had to step out at 18 on my own and it was whether my parents wanted to teach me a lesson tonight or not. Nigga, I'm about to learn. Mm-hmm. Like I had to learn. So there was days where I thought I might get evicted, where the lights got cut off, all those things. Cause I didn't have the, the privilege of learning financial lessons slowly. So let's say dad was being this good dad. And like, I just want to teach you something. How do we do that to our, for our kids? How do we teach? And it's not like he, and somebody, well, he should have teaching this for years. I saw that too. Well, maybe he has been, maybe, you know, they've been married for five years. Maybe he's been with the mom for eight. We don't know, mm-hmm. but maybe he's been teaching Lisa this for years. And now like, Hey, now I want to show you, what adulthood looks like because I remember being 16, 17, like I can't wait till I'm a grown. I don't got to stay here. Yada, yada. Okay. Well, here you go. Here's a little bit of adulthood right here. See if you can handle that. Oh no, you don't like that. Okay. Now calm back down and let, let mom and I show you what adulting is like. I said a lot, put that on you guys. How do you feel we should teach our kids about finances? Because the lessons, the paper lessons only go so far. Mm-hmm. There's real world applications. Yeah. And, and I think we've talked a little bit about this in previous episodes. You know, my whole thing about allowance. And I think that was like first couple of episodes we talked about allowance and everything. Uh, so I'm a big proponent of allowances. And, that, and the reason why is to teach that financial literacy and everything to teach them about budgeting and knowing if if I only get $20 every two weeks and I want to spend it up all as soon as I got it then I don't get additional snacks and all of that stuff. It's figuring out how to budget and stretch your money, right? Uh, So, but along that lines, you have to take back some of the privileges you give when you ratchet up that allowance, right? So you can't be like, I'm going to give you $20, $50, however much uh, a month or every two weeks or whatever. 
and then be like, but I'm still going to buy all your snacks and all your clothes and all of that stuff. Like, so there, there's, there's a little bit of, you have to push responsibility onto them as you give them the, uh, the, the, uh, allowance, uh, some, same thing with, I remember when we got our car and my parents were like, well, you got to put gas in it. I'm not, I'm not ever giving you gas money. Uh, and that was like, oh my God, what do you mean? But it was one of those things that I I knew I wasn't going to be riding around all the time, you know, hitting the block, spinning the block and everything. And I knew my parents was just going to put gas money or gas in my car and fill me back up. I knew I was like, yo, I'm running low. I don't get paid till Friday. I'm going to sit my butt down for a couple of days, go to work and come back home, go to school, come back home until you know, I get paid so I can put gas in my car. So there, there's there's ways to, to kind of start pushing responsibility to them along with that as they get jobs in high school and everything, kind of ratcheting back on some of the things you do. But I, I think what happens a lot of times is parents do that and don't explain why they're doing it to their kids. So you got to have that conversation of why you're doing it because that's what my parents did. It's like, I'm teaching you these things. This is why I'm doing that. Uh, and so I never questioned it when they said, you know, I wasn't that parent, that kid is like, my parents don't do anything for me. They won't do this and they won't do that because I understood why they were doing it. They like, you have this job and the, one of the privileges of that job is to have money and you're not just going to be spending it all up. You're going to have some responsibility that comes with it. And you got to, you got to start making choices on how you spend your money. Uh, my answer is similar to, to Rozzy's. Uh, like I learned just by like, when I got my car, that was all on me. Like paying the car note, if something went wrong with it, putting gas in it, that was all on me. And and having a car was very important to me. So making sure that I had money for gas or to take care of anything that went wrong with it, that became a priority. And it became less about getting Super Nintendo games or PlayStation games or whatever the console was out then. Uh, that became a lot less more important, a lot less important to me when it was my money that was at stake. And that's what uh, I actually just had this conversation with Tabitha, what I want to do with Jasmine, like give her a certain amount per month. And, you know, like she likes to shop at, I don't know how to pronounce that store name, Aeropostal or whatever. You know, their clothes are a little pricey. So we'll see how much she likes it when it's her money that's being mm-hmm. spent. And, and, you know, maybe she'll settle for, you know, non-aeropostal things. But that that is the attempt, the approach that I'm going to go with it by giving her her money and letting her start buying her own things and seeing what the value of a dollar really is. You brothers are on it. I love everything you said. Now, is there a next level? Because we all just said we just gave them money. You know, you give a jazz money, your parents gave you money. You know, we all worked. But when we started working, there was a different appreciation for money, right? It was a whole nother level. And so, but we were still buying things that we wanted, you know? So it was the next level, like, okay, now you understand the value of money. But now what about necessity? You know, Byron, you going to buy this? You know, you, you bought the stanza. You're 18 now. If you're going to stay here. I'm not going to give you gas money. You got a girlfriend. I'm not giving you money for your girlfriend. But, you know, I think you should help pay rent just so you can start once again learning how to budget your money on it. Because it's it just because you can't. It's not always about what you want. And it's not that your mom was going to kick you out or your parent. It's hmm, it's just that next level. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, is there another level? Because who knows, especially if they're in that situation where 
and some help some aren't where you're we're out here spending frivolously on the cars and the girlfriends and stuff like that my mom was trying to raise three kids three other kids you know and so i gave back because i was the oldest and i i just saw her struggle and i felt the responsibility to do those things now has it come with some burden of my own and some probably things i could go through in therapy yeah but it's do you keep getting to be um to prioritize what you want while others are kind of struggling or being challenged and stuff like that so is there a level where you like you just ratchet it up where there's never there's still a safety net for that kid to fall um not not for me uh i don't i don't want to say that it's wrong if uh people choose to do that but not for me because i think in the end you you figure it out you learn how to do it i think what i propose and kind of like what Razio pros propose is a good enough uh foundation but like i look at i look at tabitha the only bill she ever had for real was a cell phone bill like in high school she's uh, happy birthday to her she's 42 now she's never had a car note in her life she's never paid a car note should i say She's never paid a car note. So she went from only having a cell phone bill to when she got her own apartment and mobile and everything was on her. And she figured it out working part time. She was working part time at Steinmark and going to school and figured out how to pay her rent and keep food in the fridge and pay all her utilities. So I think you don't have to ratchet it up necessarily. But again, you know, know your kid, you know, know your child. You may have to. But I don't think in general you have to. They figure it out. Just as long as you give them a foundation on what the value of a dollar is, they're used to certain necessities and, and luxuries. So when they go out there and get their own apartment or whatever it is, they'll figure it out. They'll know that if, hey, if I make $500 every two weeks, then I need to make this last. I need to buy certain foods and take care of certain things. Yeah. And, 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 and it's going to be, sometimes you got to touch the stove, right? And, <laughs> and it's going to be though that, that first six months where they're like, they're going to overspend yeah. and they're going to not have it. And they're going to probably come to you and be like, Hey, I need $200 because I overspent. But that's where that I, I think you're going to have to come and you're going to give them the $200 because you, as a parent, you're going to do it. Uh, but you need to have that conversation with them about, I'm not going to do it next month because wh- wh- what lesson did we learn here? Right? Like what, why didn't you, or why can't you pay your bills? Right. You're it, what's yeah. happening. Um, and, and again, it's, it's, they may not have savings and it may have been something that came up and, and that type of thing. I think that's where as a parent, we got to grow them, but it, it's, I'm not trying to prep them like that before 18 and even right after 18, depending on what they're doing, right? If they go to college or they join the military or they're in a trade school, they, I may treat them a little different than if they go get a regular job. Uh, and you know, I may give them a little bit more time, right? We, we have kids in college. We may give them four years where if you, Hey, you went and got a job, I may give you a year or two, right? Where I'm a start ratcheting you up. Um, and so I don't think 18 is the spot where we like, boom, right now you're about to pay rent. But there, there is going to come a point at some point where you might have to start uh, charging your kid rent, right? If you're at, at a regular job, you got something, you chose not to go and find something that actually you can make a career for it and you want to, you know, have that regular job and that's that's cool with you. At some point, you got to push them out of the nest. And, and either that is I'm charging you rent to stay here in my nest 
or you got to go get your own spot and 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 I'm pushing you out because you become too comfortable with me paying all the bills and doing everything. So there's going to yeah. be that point, but I don't think 18 is there because they they are still in school and at 18 they need to get their feet wet with having a job not having to go to school and there's there's different a a different dynamic that they have to get used to so i don't think right at 18 right when they graduate we need to step into the whole you got to pay me rent you got to do this but at some point yes i agree you're you're gonna have to start charging them rent or push them out cool sign Okay, I don't I don't care about the year. I don't say 18 is or, you know, your kids and all that stuff. Uh, I just think especially if it depends on the situation. But uh, it seems like people are more OK with the kids. Let's say leaving the nest at 18 and trying to figure it out all on their own rather than the safety net of home. So that mm-hmm. that that's kind of my would be my only pushback to you. Like, well, they move out 19 is not 18. And now they they you know they're gonna get you know rents late you know or this got cut off whatever the case may be we're cool with that and maybe messing up their credit and all the all we're saying is hey here's a little something once again we're not saying much it might be it might not be rent i know people that's like look you're gonna pay the cable bill you know the 87 dollars a month for cable that's you i don't watch tv no way you know mm-hmm. whatever it is it's just showing them a little different whatever it is it's um I want to show you a little more responsibility because I've given you allowance. It's just whatever it is. I don't want it auto automatically to be a right or wrong. If you're just trying to come up on your kids, that's wrong. Um, my biggest thing is to start the conversation is how do we start teaching kids about being financially responsible? But the problem is a lot of us don't know financial responsibility. So it's tough. Yep. You know, how do you teach your kids when probably the average American is in debt? You know, we're once again, we're standing here from a place of privilege. My mom can have this conversation. You know, she yeah. can afford me those things. You know, uh, she definitely could use the money that I was giving. Um, the fifty dollars my daughter gives, a hundred dollars my daughter gives, that ain't gonna do nothing for us. You know, yeah. um, but, but what I'll tell you, I mean, it goes back to our conversation about the whole household income. If you are living in this house as an adult, you're an 18 year old, it's household income. We might choose you to let you keep all your money or whatever, but it's still household income. And that's remember, that's how we transitioned. That's what yeah. I'm saying. If it's if you're ma- or it's you've never worked. Hey, I never want you to have to work because you have to pay bills. I I've seen I've seen it both ways where kids had to work to, I was one of those I had to work to make shit work and those kids that worked to learn about money and responsibility you know and all that stuff they never worked there's people that they, their kids would not work until they graduate college and get their first job out of college you know uh, that's the situation but I think we just have to look more into that household income is you know if you're under here and I'm asking you for any amount of money just going back to Lisa, okay. I, you live here rent free from now on, but like Byron said, it you might not understand how much it costs to pay uh, the, the phone, your, your phone bill, your the internet, the cable, utilities, all that other stuff. You still and you're 18. You want to go out? You want to live? You want to go? Okay. That two hundred dollars I was asking, a hundred dollars I was asking, that you want to turn around and do? Okay, cool bet I, I'm good 
I ain't I ain't paid rent in five years, no way. I'm good. <laughs> right. <laughs> we moving out tomorrow. <laughs> Petty Ferg. I think that's all the time we got. We only got two questions in, fellas. Nah, uh, that's cool, man. It was a good conversation, though. Anything else? Let's go ahead and close it on out. Only thing I got, man, is um, it is school has started back. I've said that a couple times, and I am super excited about what's happening with the schools in here in Alabama. Um, they a lot of them have changed curriculums and that, that type of thing. So I want to just shout out to uh, actually the Alabama School Board and what they've uh, been uh, doing with uh, the the new certifications and and I. I know a lot of people got a lot of pushback on whole, the whole ratcheting back what we had to do for certification to get people in to the uh, classrooms. But being on a school board, I understand it's hard out here in these streets trying to fill in these uh, classroom positions. Uh, and they're doing what the, the best thing that they can figure out and what they can do. So uh, just letting them know that I, I, I support uh, what they're trying to do to uh, educate our kids. And I know how hard it is to figure out what's the best thing. Um, so shout out to Alabama actually making some strides and trying to figure out uh, how to get us off of the bottom of the list when it comes to education. Uh, but with that being said, parents, uh, I know a lot of you are kind of back to school, having parent teacher conferences and everything. Again, I always ask, get involved, man. Have those conversations with your uh, teachers. Know your teachers and your kids teachers. And, um, you know, don't automatically assume that the kids coming back and telling you the whole story. Uh, have the conversation with the teachers uh, and make sure that you have a good relationship with them on the front end uh, before you automatically assume that they, they just don't like your child. Uh, so have those uh, those those relationships with the teachers and make sure that you're taking a vested interest in your kids' education. Uh, just to follow up on that, my daughter completed her first week of school this past week. Uh, she is now in the eighth grade, so she seemingly had a great first week of school very happy for that as a parent or maybe it's just me because I'm somewhat of a helicopter parent you know you're always nervous when that new school year starts you just you know want your child to do their best you don't want anybody to F with them and you hope that they uh, are not just having a miserable time at school because that makes it hard for them to learn so I'm glad that she had a good first week uh, other than that, man, I got nothing. I just want to thank the Inspire You uh, audience for checking us out. We recently looked at some of the numbers um, that were shared with us on how many of you guys are listening. And I mean, what can I say? Just just thank you guys. As, as we continue to try to think of ways to grow the show, uh, you know, please just tell others to tune in uh, every Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Central time. Uh and also subscribe to us, any pl- podcast platform from Amazon to Apple, Spotify, Google. We're on all of them. So just check us out, subscribe, help us spread the word. We're always looking to uh, grow the show that was nationally mentioned earlier this year on ABC News, CBS News, NBC. CNN. You know even I mean? Fox News. Yeah, we were even yeah, on Fox News. You know, kind of, every, <laughs> you know, we don't pop our collar enough on that one. You know, we real humble on that one, but we was nationally Don't worry. I'll start. Mixed, I'll start. Okay? So I just want to put that out. I'll start introducing ourselves <laughs> as that, the nationally mentioned uh, three brothers no sense. Oh, and by the way, we had uh, Harry Dunn on here before. I think that was mm-hmm. last year. One of his interviews is like Emmy nominated. So we've had an Emmy nominee on our show before. So there it is. Yep. And we got buff. <laughs> um 
So let me start with this. Byron mentioned it earlier, but I'll follow up. Happy birthday, Tab. Happy birthday, uh, King Hooley. Uh, Truth be told, sports, my cousin, Melvin Johnson, Hooley. Still don't know where we got that name from. But um, happy birthday. It's Virgo season. I feel like we got a bunch of Virgos, so go ahead and throw that out there. Bruce, I know yours is coming up next week as well. Oh, I mean, Mike. You know, I don't know where we got Bruce from either. So, uh, happy birthday, but welcome back to school to all the parents who are still adapting. I know it takes time to get used to getting those kids, especially those young kids back to school. Um, but it, you'll make it through. You've done it before. Stay in touch with you. It's a new school year. It's a reset. If the kids had a tough year uh, last year, stay with them, stay on them, support them new stars because I'm I'm known kids who just get fearful and just anxious when they're going back to school because they feel like they're going to pick up where they left off just keep reminding them it's a reset it's a whole new year but with that being said thank all our listeners thank Inspire You On Air the new beat of the bay for being uh, giving us opportunity to broadcast our platform and to the world, essentially. Um, just three little guys from Mobile. Well, two little guys and Buff from Mobile that uh, just have a lot to say about everything. So thank you. Talk to you guys next week. Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. 